your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Flames. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Coming up, we'll discuss the ideal goalie for the Flames to have next season. We whip, you, we whip you around the league with some playoff and non-playoff news and notes, and we bring back Would You Rather Wednesday. I'm Jess Belmosto alongside Sean Lavery. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Flames for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. So I know you're not a fan of Happy Monday, but how do you feel about Happy Wednesdays, Sean? Yes, I'm, I'm not great on Happy Wednesdays, and I'm a little sad today because oh. it was extremely, extremely windy in Calgary this morning. Mm. Like patio furniture at work was flying everywhere, and it was just one of those days. And I wanted the flame so badly to make a trade or make a move today <laughs> or do something so that I can title this podcast episode Winds of Change. I had this all planned Ooh. out. It was so slow at work. This is what I was thinking about. Um, but no moves were made. So basically, it was just windy and a pain in the butt and nothing really came of it. So it's not really a happy Wednesday. And no, it's not. I guess we'll go from there. How was your Wednesday? Um, my Wednesday was uh, chaotic. I discovered a lake under my kitchen sink, and um, my bathroom light doesn't work, Ooh. and it's not a light bulb thing, so oh. all this fun stuff going on. See, when I moved out of Toronto, I discovered a lake under my kitchen <gasps> sink as well, and it was like leaking into my living room, because my, my living, it was a kind of small apartment, but you know, kind mm. of big as well, M- mostly small, I guess, for, it's not a house by any means. Um, and so the kitchen and living room were basically on the other side of the wall from each other. And then the water was coming underneath the hardwood floor. And this was, I'm not even kidding you, like less than four weeks away from me flying out of Toronto and moving back to Calgary. And I was oh, so mad because I lived in that building for, I think, four years, close to four years. and never had an issue. And then like I'm less than a month away from moving across the country and there's a leak. And it was at like nine o'clock at night. I had a super hectic day at work the next day and I was like asking people, do I just not come into work tomorrow and deal with this? Yeah. Well, but it all got sorted out and I'm sure hopefully you have the same luck that I do. And it was just kind of a silly thing that a plumber yeah. can come in and twist the knob and be like, Hey, that's all you got to do. And you're done. So um, fingers crossed because I wish I you the best of luck. Thank you. <laughs> and I hope tomorrow's not as windy for you at work because that would stink. We'll see. But oh, fingers crossed there too. But we had a lot of potential trade talk and ideas yesterday for the Flames. And, you know, obviously, goaltending is a heavy topic. It's, like, highlighted, underlined, bolded, like, 72 font on everybody's kind of radar or whatever, Google Doc, whatever the front office in Calgary <laughs> uses. But... um. If you could have any goalie on the Flames next year, do you go for somebody who's young and up and coming like Carter Hart or a little bit, uh, somebody who has a little bit more experience under their belt, like a Carey Price? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was fun yesterday to just kind of spitball trade ideas to the wall, even though like we can come up with all the trade ideas we want, but it doesn't matter because there's only one person who can come up with trade ideas in Calgary and actually make them come to life. And that's Brad tree living, you know, but I think maybe what, what, what might be a good exercise for Brad to do is, is what we're doing now and just 
kind of think if you could have any goal you'd want, who would it be? And then maybe go from there. Um, for me personally, I think it would be Carter Hart. And I don't know just how much you're into the NBA and mm-hmm. Bill Simmons specifically of the ringer, but Bill Simmons does like this NBA. I think he does it once a year. It's like a trade board. Um, and what it is is basically a list of which players would demand the most in a trade. So for example, like the number one player might be Giannis Antetokounmpo because in order to trade for Giannis, you'd basically have to give your whole team away and $20 billion. I think Carter Hart, he might not be the number one. Connor McDavid would obviously be the number one, Mm -hmm. but I think Carter Hart would be really, really high on a very similar NHL version of that trade board. Um, And for me personally, I would love, you know, the flames have a young core. Um, It's not an old core necessarily. So it would be great if there was a goalie that could, you know, kind of be side by side in parallel with Matthew Kachuk and even Johnny Goudreau and Sean Monaghan, if they're still around, like they're still young and going to be around a while. So it'd be nice to have a goalie kind of come up and ascend with them as well. Um, so my, my hat would be on Carter Hart's side. I would, I would lean towards that than going with some, especially like Carey Price uh, yeah. at his age and his dollar figure too. Like that matters too. Now Carter Hart's not too far away <laughs> from at the rate he's going, earning a very similar dollar figure to Carey Price. But um, like I said, it would just be nice to be kind of a cohesive unit. And it so rarely happens in hockey this way where you have that young goalie that can just come up and, and right rise. Along. Exactly. So um uh, you know, is there a second, and this is where the exercise comes into play. So my, for me personally, my answer is Carter Hart. Now you're like, okay, you're never going to get Carter Hart no matter what you do, (laughs) but is there someone else below Carter Hart, maybe two steps or three steps away that's in the same mold that the flames could acquire. And maybe that would be a good exercise for uh, tree living to kind of go through. If you were going through this yourself, Jess, because everyone has different opinions, how would you answer this? Are you on that, you know, Carey Price side of things or Carter? And these, we are just using Carter Hart and Carey Price as examples because they're so, they're such great um, mm. images of two different kinds of goalies, right? So exactly. uh, it doesn't have to be those two guys specifically, but you know, what side would be that young guy or the, the old guy? What would you choose? You know, I think because the Flames are in a really weird position right now, as far as almost being in a rebuild, but not quite there, I would go with, somebody on the older side and maybe somebody who has experienced the um, Canadian media. So Mm -hmm. they're not as sensitive. So, you know, Tuka Rask is out of the question for that because he (laughs) (laughs) love him dearly, but he is not a fan of the media, but you know, you like Carrie Price has obviously um, experienced the media and really like the brunt of it too and he's you know you have all those speculating articles um i know freddie anderson isn't like old but i guess he like falls in the middle i guess mm. um and he obviously has experience with that too so it's just kind of like just let it be about hockey sort of thing and not not the media right now yeah freddie's funny because he, he might be the most boring person in hockey like in the arena i'm sure outside the rink he seems like a very fun and like good guy and nice but you never no one knows what freddie's like outside of the rink except for his teammates or anyone who's played yeah. with him uh, that is a good point like it's a, actually it actually is amazing how well carrie price has handled being what he's been in montreal which is like the savior and i think for the most part he's lived up to it and he's he's been the franchise's best player and he's stuck around for the long haul there's you know 
up until this year, there's hardly been any talk of Carey Price leaving Montreal. Uh, so it, it's amazing in hindsight to look back at what Carey Price has done. But that veteran yeah. experience, and we saw it, I think, in doses with Cam Talbot this playoff run. Like, there was a reason I think he was chosen as the Flames goalie, obviously. And it might have been experience, might have been one of the leading factors as to why Jeff Ward chose him over Riddick. And, you know, you and I talked about just the calmness that Talbot provided. And Talbot, compared to Riddick, is definitely considered to be a veteran um, who's been around the league a little longer and, and seen a little more things. So um, the calm of a veteran is can never be uh, over-exaggerated, especially if you have the caliber of someone like Carey Price. Now, the sad thing about this whole discussion is it could be mute as Cam Talbot and David Riddick could be brought back <laughs> next year and we end up in the exact same situation. But, I mean, there's a lot of goalies on the free agent market who, you know, have some, you know, like some seriously good goalies on the market this year, let's say. Oh, absolutely. Um, so there's free agent options for signing. Uh, but the Flames, as we've talked about plenty, have plenty of trade options this summer. Um, so pursuing someone who necessarily isn't a free agent, I think is also fair play as well. So um, just another, you know, I think I think goaltending is – just having someone solidified as the number one would be such a, a nice feeling for Flames fans after, you know, almost a decade or a decade plus of being unsettled in that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and i got to be honest, Jess, Jess, as a Flames fan, yesterday watching the Canucks win, that was tough because Thatcher Demko had to start in place for Markstrom. And it's between me and, like, I have two friends who I'm in a group chat with who we talk about hockey the most – um, outside of that, all my other friends, they aren't huge into hockey like me and these two other guys are specifically. The one thing we always like, it's like our meme of the group, our, meme, our Flames meme in this group uh, that's been around for years is the Flames picking, and I forget what year it was, so excuse me, but I believe it was 2012 or 2013, something like that. They picked Mason McDonald from the Q, QMJHL as their first second round pick, and I believe they had like the second or third pick in the second round that year. Um, one pick ahead of Thatcher Demko, and that whole year Thatcher Demko was like the goalie prospect. If you're going to draft a goalie, it was going to be Thatcher Demko. And the Flames picked the first goalie of that whole draft in the early second round, and they picked Mason <laughs> McDonald out of nowhere. And then Vancouver had the pick right after the Flames oh. and snatched up Thatcher Demko. And then, you know, we kind of joke like, oh, my God, like, why don't we have Demko? Like, this this is the whole joke of the group is like, well, at least we have Mason McDonald. Like, don't worry, guys, the Flames goaltending problems are solved. <laughs> we have Mason McDonald. Um, and then yesterday, like, up until this point, you know, Demko's kind of been – he's been a goalie prospect where you don't really mm-hmm. know what you have. But granted, he's been very good because he's been in the NHL most of this year. Uh, but then yesterday, we saw him win a playoff game. And we're just like, oh, my God, like, this is going to haunt us for a while, isn't it? Like, it's one of those um, – like the Maple Leafs and Bruins kind of have this with Tuka Rask where Maple Leafs fans kick themselves in the ass forever because they let go of Tuka Rask. Uh, And we've seen all the success he's had in Boston. So, um, you know, watching Thatcher Demko, this all this conversation that we could have just had, that we just had could have been nothing if the Flames had Thatcher Demko and maybe he would have been uh, the goalie of the future. But, you know, that's, uh, that's drafting in sports. It's all about the bus. So. Absolutely. And still to come, we take you around the NHL as it's been, very busy these last few days in the news department and one thing we will tackle is taylor hall is he going to stay in arizona next year but first sean do you want to tell us about our friends at built bar yes one thing i do know i don't know what's going to happen with taylor hall this summer but or i guess fall but one thing i do know is built bar is changing the game in the protein bar uh, kind of sphere uh, protein bars have long been 
you know, it's, it's been a popular uh, food item, especially those for someone who's on the health kick or on a diet or something. But I think protein bar has been like a seriously lacking area of the food industry in that everyone's so focused on the health side of it that the flavor and the texture, as we've talked about plenty, has kind of been forgotten. But that's where Built Bar changes the game because they're bringing all that same health benefits that you get from your traditional protein bars, but making it taste like a chocolate bar and look like a chocolate bar and feel like a chocolate bar. Uh, These protein bars are covered in 100% delicious chocolate. And the best part is they come in 18 amazing flavors for you to choose from. So no matter what your palate may lean towards, uh, you always got something that should work for you. And uh, we, we all know the 12 original flavors such as coconut almond and German chocolate and peanut butter brownie, just to name three of the 12. Um, but a great thing is they've added six new flavors uh, on top of those amazing original 12 flavors. So now there's things like apple almond crisp, lemon almond cheesecake, and cookies and cream. Now, Jess, you better than I have actually had a built bar. So you can obviously yes. speak to this a little more. What flavors did you have? And can you kind of tell us, you know, is it true? Is it really like a chocolate bar or is this just kind of a, uh, a line in an ad? So I can promise you that it isn't a line in an ad. I'm not somebody who has ever been like, oh, I'm going to sell you a product because, you know, I may receive compensation for it. If, if I'm promoting it, it's because I stand behind it. I believe it was, you know, it's been a few months now since okay. I had one, but I believe it was an, uh, orange and then there was a raspberry flavor as well and those two were by far the best that i've had uh they really did satisfy that sweet tooth candy bar craving but while also providing some really good nutrients to me Mm -hmm. and you talk about those nutrients so while you were having that delicious chocolate bar which is secretly a protein bar uh it was low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and it's great for the keto diet if you so happen to be on one. Um, for those of you who really track the numbers and kind of track what you're eating, and I, I, I envy you. That commitment is something <laughs> I wish I had. Uh, the coconut almond bar is 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, and then also 5 grams of net carbs. So uh, those are the numbers for those who are you know really interested in it. And for the next little bit, while the supplies last, you'll get a free cooler with purchase when you go to BuiltBar.com. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, that is all one word, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Lockdown Flames continues. Don't forget to follow Sean and I over on Twitter. I'm at Jessica Belmosto and Sean is at Sean underscore Lavery. So one of the first things I saw today, um, really in the whole hockey atmosphere side of Twitter, was Jake Allen being traded to Montreal. Well, Jake Allen and a seventh round. Mm-hmm. pick mind you uh for a third and a seventh round pick in this year's draft so basically jake allen and a third or jake allen for a third because you're yeah. swapping seventh round picks for i don't know what the honest reason will be for that but uh, was it just i don't <laughs> i i really don't either because now that i like see that i'm like what do you what <laughs> what is the point but smarter people than you and i would, would yeah i hope be able to explain that to us but uh, honestly i yeah but uh, i don't i don't know how i feel about it because i mean obviously he was jordan bennington's backup and this all just seems like 
a tactic to clear cap mm-hmm. space to re-sign Petrangelo mm-hmm. um, because, you know, Toronto obviously can't, even mm-hmm. though they think they can. But um, did Jake Allen um, experience, you know, the fall? Has he had a fall and, you know? I mean, I I have a knack for, like, condensing timelines. So, to me, it feels like not too long ago, like a couple years, that Jake Allen was, like, the Blues' next hot thing in net and like, mm-hmm. also one of the next hot things across the NHL in terms of goaltenders. Like, Jake Allen was supposed to be one of those next great guys. And I feel like it's been only just a couple years since we've been removed from that time. And now he's, like, basically been a backup for, you know, almost a couple seasons now. And there's already a new guy in St. Louis who, A, has a Stanley Cup ring, and B, was one of the best players on that Stanley Cup winning team. And now C is going to be that number one goalie for that franchise for the next few years, it seems. So, I mean, it feels like Jake Allen and Jordan Bennington are just, like, basically swapping spots where Bennington's now the young hot goalie in St. Louis and also one of the best young goalies in the NHL right now. And Jake Allen's kind of been the backup and now has been traded to a new franchise to start off fresh somewhere else. I mean, like Jake, Elin, Jake, sorry, Jake Allen even got the the contract, like his cap hit is over $4 million this year, uh, which is insane for a backup goalie. So, I mean, the blues thought they had something, they paid him and now they've traded him. So, uh, like I said, I had this knack to condense timeline. So it might be like, it all might be over a span of longer time than what I think it is. But I mean, it feels like Jake Allen's just kind of taking a little bit of a plunge here. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Bennington had such like a weird rise to success. It feels like, um, so that I feel like that kind of obviously pushed Jake Allen back. And then, uh, he, he did well in the playoffs or um, when Bennington, you know, couldn't get a win, but I don't know. It's just, it's kind of stinky to see, you know, a fall from grace like that, but hopefully, hopefully he's what Montreal needs after Carey Price does whatever Carey Price does. Right. And he could even be just the best backup. Like maybe he's what Carey Price needs, like just a solid guy that, you know, is going to, play maybe they want someone that can help give Carey Price a lot more rest than he's had over his career so far Jake Allen would seem to be that type who could play a little bit more than uh, what other options Montreal might have had but you know we we talked about Bennington and kind of the comparison to Allen like I just kind of feel like maybe are the Blues like committing to Bennington a little early for this like how often Jess is there that new hot goalie in NHL like Cam Talbot, who plays for the Flames, and obviously it's his locked-on Flames. Cam Talbot was that guy when he was with the Rangers. Right. Uh, it seems like every couple of years there's a new guy. Um, now Andre Vasilevsky, to be fair, he's been that guy, and now he's one he's of the best goalies in the NHL. Right. Yeah. You know, Hellebuck was the same way. So there's examples where it works out, and you can stick with the guy for you know what might seem like nearly almost a decade if you want to. Um, but I just feel like it's far more often that it's a Jake Allen or a Cam Talbot where they just kind of turn into you know, the, the journeyman type. Um, and I just wonder, like, is Bennington going to be the next guy? I mean, sure, he has a cup, but uh, like Michael, I always think of Michael Layton in this kind of mm-hmm. context. Like Michael Layton took Philly to a cup final, literally almost on his back. I think took the Blackhawks to what was it, six games or something? Um, and then lost in overtime on a kind of fluky goal from Patrick Kane. Uh, and then basically disappeared, right? So yep. um, 
goaltending is so finicky and it's it's been a big topic for us obviously and <laughs> it's why it's going to be so hard for tree living and the flames to nail it just because you know they could think they have the guy like they could get the next bennington but then in a couple of years bennington might be a cam talbot where he's bounced around the league and um is still in the nhl but you know kind of a 1b guy instead of that yeah. rock solid 1a so i mean i don't know like do you have doubt about bennington and the commitment the blues seem to be making to him this early or is it just me I mean, I definitely think that they put all their eggs in one basket there. They have a lot of money tied up in him for, I think, like the next four or five years. I know he signed an extension or something recently, too. It just seems like, you know, it is too early. And then you look at him and Carter Hart, you know, like these are really like their first, not even like, second full season because you had the whole pause thing and it's like could this stunt their development even though they're already in the pros like could this stunt like what they the experience that they needed to really make sure that they don't end up like a cam talbot and um again i just think it's too early i don't think that it's fair to do that to a player right Um, Some other news and notes from today. Uh, Darren Dreger, who is one of TSN's top hockey insiders, tweeted out earlier today that like the early talks, the initial talks between Taylor Hall, who is this year's top unrestricted free agent, and the Arizona Coyotes, um, they seem to be going well. Like it doesn't sound like they're bad talks, which is probably a positive sign for the Coyotes. Is Taylor Hall, like this is a two-part question for you, Jess. Is he someone you'd rather see stay in Arizona and try and help them turn things around? Um, or would you rather see him go elsewhere? And then second to that, regardless of where it goes, if it's Arizona or, or somewhere else, is Taylor Hall like a franchise turning piece at this point? Or do you think Taylor Hall would be maybe complimentary player is, you know, not giving him enough credit, but I think Taylor Hall is somewhere between complimentary player and like franchise turning guy. Uh, that's me personally. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I think that he is kind of, I <laughs> I want to say overrated because that that he's a very good hockey player. Right. But I do think that people do give him a little bit too much credit occasionally. Um, you know, if he stays in Arizona, that's great. But then, you know, he um he was traded to Arizona earlier this season and couldn't even help them get a playoff series win. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like I like do you really think he's a um, you know, the guy who can turn the franchise around, obviously it's not up to one person, yeah. but I just, I don't, <laughs> I think that the Taylor Hall curse is something that is potentially real. It's true. Like it's almost science at this point. Like there's evidence yeah. to back it up. Right. So, uh, I agree. I think I would like to see him go elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I just think Arizona almost feels like the graveyard where kind of careers go to die. Like Phil Kessel's yeah. there right now, so he might he could retire though for all we know. Pavel Datsuk, his contract was moved there, and then he just went to Russia. Uh, and so like Datsuk's NHL career just kind of faded away. Uh, I want Taylor Hall to go somewhere else just so that doesn't happen to him. And, you know, it's kind of unfair to Coyotes fans, but um, I don't think any Coyotes fans is listening to Locked on Flames, so who cares? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, good for the Coyotes. Like, it's tough for them because their GM literally just quit on them. Uh, what was it, a month ago or two months ago? Yeah, um, wasn't it and, like during the 
bubble. I think too? like a, less than a week before they were supposed to enter the bubble, I think is when he quit something like mm. that. Um, but so, so they don't really have a GM right now. So the fact that, you know, at least the talks with between them and Taylor Hall are going well, that's, you know, that's credit that's to them. Uh, it's a good sign. Cause it's, it's far easier for these things for Taylor Hall to just be like, screw this. I don't want to be here and, and leave. So uh, at least the coyotes are doing well enough that he's listening to them. Um, some more news. Barry Zito has been hired as the Panthers GM. Uh, we were going to do a whole show on this, but uh, we decided not to. Um, <laughs> my question here, because you know, I'm not too worried about the Panthers hiring another GM. Do you think the Panthers are ever going to be relevant in our lifetime in the NHL? Absolutely not. Um, you know, I think that they made a really strong push for the playoffs, but it was like, also, like, oh, yeah, you know, we don't really want to make the playoffs this year. Um, even, like, before the pause, you know, they were kind of floating uh, between third and fourth place in the Atlantic. And <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen um, a Panthers home game, Sean, mm-hmm. but there are probably more people in line at Tim Hortons when you go. <laughs> maybe like eight o'clock in the morning uh, than there is in the entire arena. It's true. And I, you know, like I do feel bad because obviously like it's where all the people, old people go to retire must be nice, but I, it's just not a hockey town. Like it's not, it's not a market for hockey. Right. And like, even outside of that, like if we just kind of ignore the, the market and the business side of things, like the actual hockey side of things, Like I remember walking home with a friend from school when I first started school in Toronto in 2014. And we were talking about like, should we sign up for the NHL game pass so we can watch all the games. And, um, you know, I was saying like, Oh, like, I don't know if I'm going to watch more than just the flames and maybe a couple other teams, but I was saying, I'm super excited to watch the Dallas stars because in 2014, like, you know, just got Sagan, young, exciting team, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. but they've never blossomed. And like just now, I guess is when they're, we're kind of starting to see some actual, like fruit of their labor um, in this playoffs here in 2020, which is six years later. Right. And I feel like the Panthers are kind of there right now. And they're kind of been stuck in this loop where they have Huberto and they have Barkov and then they have Ekblad as well. And now they have Quenville, like an amazing coach, but it just doesn't feel like it's going to be like anything that takes off. Like they're just going to be in that loop kind of where the stars were for six years up to this point. Uh, just being that young, exciting team that maybe could be good, but you know, never, kind of it grows into what they could fully be so um you know i don't know i mean there's i think there's hope for the panthers because i think of a team like the hurricanes who you know 15 20 years ago were irrelevant um but then they made a cup final which was a complete surprise um and now in 2020 and you know kind of in the last five years or so they have been a young good team that's been exciting to watch uh and then their team's social media game has been fantastic Mm -hmm. and then they have the, the surge which is exciting so like carolina you could tell they're really trying to make it work uh, in that market. Um, and then Florida just doesn't quite match as much, but you know, there's, there's hope. I think Carolina would be a, a good example of, of what Florida could be if, if everything kind of went right on and off the ice. So um, there you go. Barry Zito, Barry Zito hired as Panthers GM turns in us just destroying the Panthers and asking if they're <laughs> able to be relevant again. One more Barry news piece of news is Barry Trotz has moderate concern over Matt Barzell's status for game six against Philly. Um, so obviously the Islanders and Flyers series is three, two for New York at this point. Jess, let's say just with your Bruins perspective mm-hmm. and knowledge, 
if if Boston was to beat Tampa and move on to the conference finals like Tampa has, would you rather have had Boston play New York or Philly? Like who who do you think the Lightning are sitting in their hotel rooms saying, I hope we get this this team or that team? Do you think it would be the Islanders or Philly? I think it would be um, the Islanders. Philly is just – they're a tough team. And the Carter Hart is just stupidly talented. It It makes me angry how good he is. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, you know – I mean, I personally am rooting for the Islanders, but again, you know, I think that Tampa would have an easier time with New York. Yeah. I, I don't know. I get to me. I, I can't really answer this question at all, given I haven't <laughs> watched any of the series and really much of Flyers or Islanders hockey this regular season, but uh, I feel like Tampa's going to have a, a pretty okay time no matter who mm-hmm. they who they draw and I think Boston would have been in the same boat and you and I talked about it a, a week or two ago where whoever wins that Boston Tampa series you know that's kind of punching their ticket to the cup final now this yeah. could be completely false and we, we could see Philly or the Islanders upset Tampa um, but you know I'm not sure it matters too much either way so there you go a busy recap of what's been a busy 24 hours in the NHL uh, still ahead in the show it is Wednesday and since last week went so well we're going to bring back another edition of Would You Rather Wednesday. You are listening to Locked on Flames. Locked on Flames with Jess Belmosto and Sean Lavery continues. Don't forget to follow our show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames. Would You Rather Wednesday. We're big fans of alliteration here on Locked on Flames. Well, it's so, sports media, so there's yeah. no such thing as sports media without alliteration. It's, exactly. It's they wonderful. They kind of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I guess I'll start off with this first question. Would you rather have Taylor Hall or Matt Barzell? This is a good question, an interesting question. My gut reaction is Taylor Hall, um, so I think I'm going to hmm. stick with that. I think Taylor Hall, a little bit more scoring touch, uh, Matt Barzell is so good though, like such a good skater and, you know, kind of an all around complete player. Um, but, you know, Taylor Hall's scoring abilities is too much, I think for me to kind of overlook. So my gut says Taylor Hall and to justify it to myself, I'm going to stick with it and, and say Taylor Hall as well. Um, how about yourself, Jess? Do you have a, a side either way? Um, you know, I mentioned the Taylor Hall curse earlier, but, um, I'm pretty sure he's from Calgary. So I think that he should go home and that will just like X out the whole, like cancel out the whole curse thing because that's how this whole thing works in my head. So yeah, we're going to go with Taylor Hall. Now, excuse me as I look up Taylor Hall's Wikipedia, but I believe, I believe Taylor Hall is one of those who was born in Calgary, but then grew up somewhere else. I could be very much wrong, which is why, I am looking up his Wikipedia. So his family moved to Kingston, Ontario in 2005, where he attended high school uh, at two different high schools. So, I mean, I guess he's kind of from Calgary. Yeah. Um, it seems like Calgary enough. I always use William Nylander as the example. Like Nylander was born in Calgary, but then went to Sweden or wherever else his dad was playing in the NHL. Um, so sure, William Nylander was born in Calgary, but by no means is he a Calgarian or really a Canadian. So uh, yeah. You know, it, it's true. Taylor Hall was born in Calgary, but uh, I think maybe I'm trying to just try to 
ward off any curse or voodoo um, by saying his family moved to Kingston in 2005 where he <laughs> attended high school. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll have to call Taylor Hall one day and ask him where he's from because yes. um, he'll give us the real answer. How about the next one here, Jess? Uh, you wrote this one out, so I'll get you to answer it first. Would you rather see Johnny or Sean Monahan uh, quote, demand a trade in Calgary? You know, I know your answer. So uh, I'm going to have to go with Sean Monahan because I feel like it would be so unexpected and people would be yes. like, well, what, what's going on in the locker room? Is he falling apart? Is his friendship falling apart? Uh, you know, his and Johnny's friendship. I can't even get this statement out. Wow, because I'm so excited. But like, is there trouble in paradise in his friendship with Johnny Gaudreau? What happened um, in the playoffs? Like, what changed his mind? It would be fun. It would be totally unexpected. Like, Monaghan never hardly says anything of note. Yeah. So uh, for him to demand a trade would be something. Uh, you're right, Mike. You do know my answer. It is Johnny Gaudreau. Um, I explained it to you before the show and it really is why he is my answer. I'd rather see him demand a trade just after how his post uh, playoff press conference went where he was so committed to Calgary and wants to stay here. Uh, him like literally turning 180 degrees in the same off season and saying, actually, all that was a lie. I actually want to be traded. That would be like content gold. That would be like the news of the NHL for this year. I think maybe uh, other than maybe this, pandemic and all that but um that would be amazing an amazing heel turn as they call it in wrestling so um johnny goudreau would be my answer to that question what would you do if it came down to the flames in toronto in the cup finals because i know that you're a big like we're right we're driving the anti-toronto bus together yeah i mean i would you know what i would do my honest answer is throw my phone in the lake because I don't like people texting me during games too much, um, <laughs> but I don't mind reaching out to people. Like I'll text people, but when mm -hmm. people text me, like, no, I don't want any of that. Um, so for example, when the flames blew game six to the stars, you could imagine everyone texting me and saying, what's going on? Like, this is so crazy, blah, blah, blah. And so if, if just given living in Toronto and working there for six years, all the people I know there, if the flames and the least ever played in a cup final, my phone would go in the lake, so I don't have to deal with any texts or anything like that. Uh, what would you do, Jess, as someone who, you know, necessarily doesn't have a dog in the fight? I can't stand Toronto. And I think it would just kill me to see everybody say, oh, Toronto made it past the first round. Um, but I would honestly be very happy to root for Calgary. And I'll buy myself a little Calgary Flames jersey mm -hmm. in support. It's, it's quite something that you can't stand Toronto being like everyone in Canada can't stand Toronto who doesn't live in Toronto, <laughs> but you're from the New England area who like, who really yeah. cares about Canada for around there. Right. So, um, and then also the fact that you're a Bruins fan and playing Toronto in the playoffs in recent history has proven to be very successful for you. So I just love that you can't stand Toronto. I think it kind of proves <laughs> why everyone else can't stand Toronto. Um, if, if someone from a different country and, uh, who cheers for the Bruins and should be loving playing against Toronto uh, feels the same way. Here's one for you. Would you rather see Connor McDavid win his first Stanley Cup ever or see Alex Ovechkin and or Sidney Crosby pick whoever you want win another Stanley Cup? I'm going with Connor McDavid. Um, you know, I think Ovi and Sidney Crosby are fantastic, but 
Connor McDavid needs something to live for in Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. I think for his sake, he needs to win one. I, I'm on the side of wanting to see Ovechkin specifically win another one. Uh, but I think seeing Crosby win another one would also be really cool. It would just be, yeah. you know, his resume is amazing as it is. But to add another cup to that, I mean, it would be spectacular. Uh, especially, you know, Ovechkin and Crosby, they're both getting up there in age. So, um I think McDavid has plenty of time. He'll get his. Uh, so I, I'm on the side of Ovechkin or, or Crosby winning another one for me. Definitely. Um, now let's see. You wrote this one. Would you rather have a solidified number one goalie like Carter Hart or a top tier offensive talent like Nathan McKinnon? So I think the way maybe I'll answer this question and maybe the way like some listeners will answer this question in their head as they hear it is based on whatever team they cheer for. And, you know, obviously Mm. most people listening to this would be Flames fans. So given who the Flames are, I think having a goalie like Carter Hart would definitely be the way more preferred option, um, just given how hard it's been for them to really find uh, that number one goalie, whether it be by draft or by free agency or by trading, like it's it's almost an impossible task. You have to get so lucky. Um, now having a Nathan McKinnon would be amazing and any team would want him. But um, if you're a team like, you know, let's stick with Philly and Carter Hart. If you're a team like Philly and you already have Carter Hart, uh, you, obviously your answer is Nathan McKinnon. So I think the answer for me is team dependent. Um, but if we're using the Flames, Uh, I'll choose Carter Hart over a guy like Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. You know, I, I just, it's so hard because I think, you know, the flames need a goalie more, but um, yeah, you know, I'm going to go with Carter Hart. I think that he like outside of being a fantastic hockey player, he's like, not to sound like, Oh, like, fangirl but he's adorable like it's like somebody posted a gif of him smiling in like his um post-game press conference and i was like wow that's precious we have to protect him yes with everything we have protect yes exactly so i definitely yeah i you know nathan mckinnon is so much fun to watch but i'm gonna go yeah carter hart very nice i love it when we're on the same side same Here's an interesting one for you to finish it off. Would you rather have the NHL sky camera stay around as like, you know, they're trying to copy the mm-hmm. NFL with that camera on the wires and it looks weird. Uh, or would you rather have the old Fox glow puck come back? Uh, would you rather, so I guess the sky camera, does that stay around or bring back the glow puck? If you could only have one, which would you pick? I am so here for the glow puck. Uh, I think it was, this past off season or the year before there was talks about um, doing something with the puck and like a bunch of um, Bruins writers were like, just bring back the glow puck. It will solve everything. None of this nonsense. And then it just didn't happen. But what about you, Sean? Yeah, I'm, I'm team. Maybe I'll pick the sky camera. Um, but I'm sky camera with an asterisk. The asterisk being mm. you cannot use it during live play. It can only be used during replays. Uh, I'm not a big fan of whoever operates the sky camera going to it during live play. Um, but I think it's a cool little way to see the whole ice uh, in a replay, whether it's like on the power play. That's a cool kind of thing where you can see every player on the ice and where they're at. 
Uh, you know, there's a bunch of different replay scenarios where I think it works better than live play. Live play is just a little jarring to switch to the sky camera and then from the sky camera. Um, so, I mean, give credit to the league for trying something new while they have the space in the buildings without any fans in there. But, um, you know, I'm not necessarily a fan of the sky camera at all. So, uh, plus the glow puck, like, it seems a little cheesy to me. Uh, but, you know, maybe that's me kind of, maybe I'm in the wrong there. Um, so, yeah, I think no. I'm sky camera with an asterisk. Definitely. And I think that's a very acceptable answer. I won't try to eat you on that one because they do it during um, the outdoor games too. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just like, please make this stop. Yeah. I feel like I'm on like a roller coaster or something and it's just too dizzy and it stinks. But still to come this week, we'll have the best locked on flames episode we've sean we've had in months because sean isn't going to be here tomorrow so it'll be just me sean wrote this i didn't (laughs) you can follow us on twitter at jessica belmosto and sean lavery be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now for your on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode of locked on flames as soon as it's available each day And don't forget to subscribe and listen to Locked on Avalanche with, I'm going to butcher your last name, Chris, and I'm so sorry, with Chris Michelli, my Michelli, following following tonight's games against the Stars. And we will chat tomorrow.